The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Good morning. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker. Stock Market Authority, uh, happy Wednesday to you. Just found out that my producer, Chrissy, is a Family Guy fan, so uh, more endearing than ever. It's hard to imagine. Anyway, today we're going to talk about, please be quiet, the market is speaking. Uh, we're going to open the mailbag. We're going to talk about regional banks. I'd rather talk about typhoid than the regional banks, but I'm going to do it because you asked me to. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, United Rentals and some other things, and we're going to go through the portfolio, the Stock Market Authority portfolio. And my search for the 10 best ETFs to make money every single year. For new listeners, that's my goal. I want to make money every single year. Like we did last year, we were up 6% plus. The market was down 20. And uh, we're working hard to uh, repeat uh, or even enhance that performance. But right now, today's top story. Uh, shut up, listen to the market. Uh, that's a little harsh, but that's what I, I literally remind myself uh, uh, to do. Uh, I, as you probably know, I mean, I watch CNBC constantly. I, I listen to dozens of podcasts. And there's some themes that have emerged over the past couple of weeks that made me bring up uh, this title. Uh, and what's happening is that there's a, uh, a tension, if you will, or a debate or a, a chasm where people say that uh, uh, artificial intelligence is a fad, is a bubble, uh, doesn't matter, is uninvestable. You pick whatever you want. And what I find uh, that what happens is that uh, people call things a bubble when they don't own them. They're not making money in them. And so they want to say, I'm right, the market's wrong, you're foolish, and the market's going to eventually prove you right prove me right. Uh, that doesn't happen. And I've got the history to prove it. I've got my own history, but then I found this great chart from the Chart Report, a newsletter that I subscribe to that I really recommend. Uh, and uh, I'm going to reach out to them because I, I really like their stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. And this shows you know, prior bubbles. Now, they're bull markets, and then they become bubbles at the end when they go parabolic. But here we're looking at from 1977, this is not a small sample size. I mean, that's what, 45 years. And first, it's gold in the late 70s going north until Volcker killed it. Japan, Asia, internet in the 90s where I kind of cut my teeth. Uh, housing in the aughts, China at the end of the aughts. Biotech in the 2010s. Bitcoin more recently. ARC, Kathy Wood's ARC Innovation Fund more recently, and the FANGs, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google. Here's the thing I want you to see, and, and, if you, and obviously if you're walking the dog and working out, I'll tell you about it. All of these things lasted two years plus minimum. Okay, These were not short-term phenomenon. They went on for two years, and they start the, the, like the way they always do. They, there's, there's skepticism and scorn, and then there's capitalization and, and committing capital. See how they alliteration I got going on? Anyway, um, 
and it was a good reminder for me because I remember this vividly, especially in the 90s. Uh, I worked with a fellow. We owned AOL uh, America Online up to our eyeballs, and it was heavily shorted. People questioned the accounting. They thought the internet was a fad, and it just ripped people's faces off. And the same thing is going to happen in AI, in my opinion, artificial intelligence. And look at this chart for perspective, please. The AI phenomenon really is five months old. So, and this is uh, Bank of America, their chart, and they look at uh, NVIDIA and Microsoft as sort of the poster children for AI. But there's plenty of other companies that benefit, and there's going to be new IPOs, I predict, that are going to be artificial intelligence uh, focused, and there's more money to be made here, is, is, is my uh, uh, bottom line. So we're in inning. I'm going to keep the, 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 the proportions about the same. I think we're in inning three. And the other part of this is the folks that say, oh, uh, th- this is expensive, and this market cap is absurd, and all these kinds of uh, you know business school Uh, excuses as to why their performance stinks and they don't own these is they don't have a sell discipline. They don't know how to get out. Even the pros who have one page in the back of the deck, the pitch book and page 25, this is how we sell when our price target is achieved and our dividend discount model has been uh, overridden. I'm telling you, I've been in six different firms. They don't have it. They don't know how to sell. And I hope I've proven to you that I know how to sell. So the market is telling me, and I am listening, that this positive change is happening. I, for one, am listening. I want you to join in and uh, instead of making excuses. My next chart here is, you know, sort of a... Uh, a poster child for the, an ETF that encapsulates this. This is the Global X Robotics and AI ETF. And Robotics and AI, you know, this was not created last Thursday. This has been around for years. AI and robotics have been around for years. I think what has happened, ChatGPT has crystallized attention and said, hmm, something really is going on here. If Microsoft is investing $10 billion, let's see what else we can go. And then the, what happens in the industry is let's go look for other plays. So it's Microsoft, and then it starts going down into different places. I think this ETF is a, is classic to me. It has uh, come down dramatically. It has formed a, a, a long base and is clearly broken out of this. Look at these arrows over here. It's a clear breakout on clear above average volume. Positive change is happening. You could say it's not going to last, but it is clearly happening right now. So we bought this this past week. I'll talk about it more uh, on the newsletter and uh, on social media. But I hope you hear it in my voice that I, for one, am listening to the market. It is pointing us in this direction. I do this for my sons, who I love, Bobby and Jack. I like all of you, and I want you to be thinking of at least paying attention to the ETFs that I'm buying and see if it fits your personal situation. This isn't personal financial advice. I don't know the ins and outs of your life, but I do know how to read a chart. I do know how to listen to the market, and I do know how to lean into 
uh, uh, professional pushback of a theme. And that's really what I'm sensing. And I, uh, I, I think we're going to have some fun here. Uh, please do me a favor. Go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for my free newsletter. I give you a, a free video, which I really recommend, that is, is, uh, is still very pertinent, How to Sell. No one talks about how to sell except me. And uh, literally, I'm listening to all these podcasts. I've never heard a sell recommendation out of anybody. Uh, it's, it's, it's always on the buy side. And if you enjoy the show and get value out of it, could you please do me a favor? Go to your phone, click on the share button on the, on the upper right-hand corner. It would w- mean the world to me. And your friends are going to like it because you get, they turn you on. You turn them on to uh, this money-making podcast. Uh, and that's today's top story. Now, it's time to check the mailbag. Incoming! There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. Hank from Nashville uh, wrote in, which is a fabulous name and a fabulous town, uh, is the worst over for regional banks. And I'm not going to bury the lead. No, it's not. And uh, I, I know I, I don't equivocate much, and I'm not going to equivocate here. Uh, this is the Spider S&P Regional Bank Index, the KRE, which has been getting a lot of play. And oh, by the way, this ETF now has the dead banks out of it. So the the uh, 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 Silicon Valleys and uh, and the First Republics are no longer in the building, and they're no longer in this ETF because they've gone to zero. And uh, this is sort of classic behavior. You have this this collapse down. You have this huge break on big volume. Look at the arrows that I've drawn here. And, and that's why I, I, I focus on volume so much. That suggests panic selling, uh, capitulation, all these kinds of things. And then look at this line that I've driven. And Bobby, this is for you. This is resistance at around 4142 ceilings. And it's very common to see things overshoot to the downside. People say, I'm going to go bottom fish and looking for cheap stocks, in quotes, very much so, and, and then rally to this resistance line. This is what it's done in classic fashion, and also classic fashion, the volume stinks. The, it is a dead cat bounce, in my opinion. I have very little faith that this is going to break out to the upside. It is possible this is an exception, and it's a V-shaped bottom, but it kind of doesn't make common sense. I, I just have a hard time believing that there's only five six uh, management teams that uh, bought long bonds that are now underwater and are going to have deposit flight. It's possible, but it is unlikely. So uh, I I wouldn't touch the regional banks. I haven't seen another ETF or another chart that's attracted my attention. I don't like the banks on the good days. And on the bad days, I, I mean, you've seen what can happen that they can really surprise you to the downside. So uh, do me a favor. Don't bottom fish. Don't try to catch these falling knives. Don't buy this dead cat bounce. I'm not being vague, right? Uh, No regional banks, okay? Uh, Jack from Jersey City said, please update your view on United Rentals, URI. And I... um, I, I, I'm going to go back, I think, and maybe add something to my, my arsenal. It's unbelievable. I've been doing this for 25 years. But when a stock gets extended way beyond its, its 200-day moving average, and especially dirt versus its own history, which URI did, 
that alone is a sign of a problem. Usually I want to see staircases, big explosions on earnings days, uh, another stair, and, and so forth. Here, I think, I think we, we went to one or two floors too high. And uh, and the it might have been the you know Biden infrastructure bill or or what have you, but uh, clearly uh, earnings are disappointing. The stock is coming down. Uh, we closed below the two hundred day, and for those keeping score at home, you know what for that what that means to me. That means sell a third of the stock at minimum. And I think you're probably going to want to sell the other two-thirds. The chances of this becoming a productive stock and reversing to the upside, I think, are minuscule. And, you know, believe me, I, I, I want to come in one of these days and have three stocks that you say, hey, Bakes, take a look at these. And I say, you're on to something. This is great. I want that to happen. Uh, it's just not happening now. So um, please keep coming, and I will have some some uh, great things to say. But I, I, you know, I do this because I want my sons to make money. I want to reflect what I do with uh, my my wife outside of the retirement account and the S and P five hundred that we own, and I want to make money every year. That's my goal. And uh, if it doesn't further that goal. Uh, I'm going to reflect that to you. So uh, I hope that's helpful. And please, please uh, keep firing away with uh, with these questions. Dan from New York uh, texted me, why are you so negative on Tesla? Uh, Musk and EVs are good for the environment, right? Yeah, they're good for the environment. They're not as you know wonderful as they are portrayed. I mean, there's there's different issues about about mining and and all the copper that's needed and all that. But I, I, what I want to clarify is, I listen to a lot of people who are you know Musk haters. I don't know Elon Musk. I I have no antipathy to him at all. Uh, he's obviously brilliant. It is a great company. It is a great car. It isn't a great stock. And that's where I care. That's where our paths intersect. So it's not anti-Musk uh, uh, rationale that I have here. It's I know how to do this. And so when I uh, used to invest in sort of the traditional invest professional world, uh, institutional world, I would literally have you know 10 reasons, give or take, why I would buy a stock. And when those parts of the thesis would deteriorate, I would say, okay, I need some reasons why I want to continue holding this. And as they, as they would continue to fall away, I would uh, uh, get, out of, get out of the stock. Here, it's the same thing with, with – with, with, I'm not short Tesla, but I don't like Tesla. And here are my reasons. Number one, the chart stinks. And that's a big reason, okay? That's number one with a bullet back in the old days. So the chart has clearly rolled over, and there's problems here. And there's market memory that you have to contend with. The stock has gone from 400 to 100, and so we've bounced. Yes, it's a double, which sounds great, but now we're at 200. And that's a a very typical one-third, 0.318, Fibonacci retracement for for uh, your Italian mathematician historical friends. Um, it's 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 a it, that's a great move. The shorts covered, and here we are. But where are we now? We now have earnings coming down. 
that so that they're literally it's not a growth company anymore. Earnings have, are, are coming down. Estimates are coming down. The company is cutting prices. The CEO is alienating his his uh, his customer base by by leaning to the right, and the stock is uh, below its two hundred day moving average. And two hundred is a price, and it's also the intersection of the two hundred day that it really can't seem to get above. So. Uh, where we are right here, again, I think that if you want to have a positive view or, or you're trying to create a positive change in the environment, find some other way than Tesla because I think this is going to lose you money. And I hope I was clear, okay? We'll talk about something besides Tesla next week. That's it for the mailbag this week. If you want to write into the show with any questions or comments, email me at bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Even better, leave me a voice memo. I'd love to start playing your questions on the show. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Stock Market Authority portfolio, and I'll give you this week's Bakes Takes. You're listening to Stock Market Authority. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Do you want to become a better investor? Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? Then you need to go to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager Kevin Bakes Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bakes show you how. Head on over to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's stockmarketauthority.com, making money in up and down markets. We're back, and today we've been talking about shut up and listen to the market. Uh, and now it's time for the Stock Market Authority portfolio. And uh, again, I can't be more transparent or more congruent. Here's what we're invested in. Here are the ideas that I'm coming up with. And there's been some changes. Uh, we still own Argentina. Mercado Libre is, uh, is uh, 20% of this ETF, ARGT. It's our number one winner. We're up 10% plus since we bought it. Uh, that, and by the way, these are uh, since we bought them, not year-to-date uh, uh, percentages that you see here. I will bring your attention also, we don't have big losses. Our biggest loser is down 9%. When things go down 15, we shoot them. It doesn't happen very often, but I refuse to have individual ETFs cascade lower that, uh, that, that uh, you know, lose a lot of money. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And what you'll also see here, we're now 35% or so tech and AI. And uh, that's a big change. It's because I'm listening to the market and I'm paying attention. And uh, uh, I'm not shutting up very well on this on this podcast because that's not the time. But uh, there's clearly something happening here. It ain't exactly clear. Um, 
And so it's a big change. I'll talk about it more on the newsletter, in the, on social media, and please come to me with any questions. Uh, so uh, we're now 10% in uh, Mexico, which is acting really well today, by the way. 10% platinum, give or take, 10% in gold, and 20% in, uh, in Bitcoin. And uh, overall, this has led, since we started this in the middle of COVID three years ago, we're beating the hedge funds by over 3.35 times. And I think that's pretty good. We've made money every year, and virtually no one else has done that. Um, so I'm proud of that. I want to build upon that. And I'd like your help. I mean, fire ideas at me. I do not have all the answers, but I've been doing this a long time, and I know how to lock in winners and, uh, and, uh, and cut losses. And I heard the market. So uh, when the uh, I try to stay to 10 ideas so that I have forced displacement and I, I, I don't, you know, dilute what we try to do here. And I rank things on a relative strength basis. I didn't put the chart in here because I didn't, uh, uh, we want to overload things. But I basically say, okay, here are the, the, the best performing ideas in terms of uh, profits and also in terms of relative strength. And what came out of that was Ethereum and uh, Ni- Nigeria had to go. And I took about 11 seconds to think about it and I shot him. And they're gone. Now, because there's small losses, I can, number one, survive them. And number two, I don't have any baggage when I come back to them in a month or two or three and say, you know what? Things have changed. These are, again, working. And uh, uh, I'm going to go there. So uh, it, it's, a, it's a great discipline. I uh, implore you to adopt it. It's going to take some time. I've been doing this 25 years, but I just learned a long time ago that uh, if you hold on to losers, it's a bad, bad place to be. Uh, and I'm not, not going to kid you. It's not all roses. We're down 15% for the year. Uh, uh, the S&P's up 8 and uh, we've got seven months to go. So uh, I'm not happy, but I'm also not done. And uh, I like my chances because I'm a a stubborn son of a gun and a a persistent son of a gun. To that end, as I go through my 2,000-plus charts every month, I came up with this. This is uh, the TrueShares Tech AI uh, ETF LNRZ. It's also a machine learning uh, component to what we have here. And uh, the market is speaking to me. And uh, I, I simply... I can't tell you what happens. I go through and sort of my eyes widen a little bit. And I say, these are the kind of things that in the past have have created great profits for me and for my firms. When you see a, a base like this, uh, capitulation to an extent, and then you see positive change. And positive change to me is just a bit above the intermediate high, a new high, and you see this big volume spike, not on one day, on, but two in this red arrow that I, I've, I've driven here, uh, drawn here. So uh, uh, there's something going on here, folks, and how long it lasts and, and how high it goes, I don't know. But uh, uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, they are not just buzzwords. These are real businesses that now have additional sizzle, and I think additional stake that is going to be uh, showing up in, in, in the numbers here and in the valuations going forward. So this is the kind of thing I'm doing. I'll break in over the course of the week with, uh, with new ideas outside of the show. 
Uh, I'll go through recent improvements in the newsletter and on social media. And do me a favor, please uh, subscribe, follow, and share. And that's how we're invested uh, May 24th. I can't believe we're this far uh, into the year. Let's get into this week's Bakes Takes. Uh, and my takes today are, and I've got a, I've got three. Uh, number one, and I didn't even put up his picture yet, okay? This is before we get into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Uh, stop quoting Buffett. Uh, it drives me bananas when uh, uh, a portfolio manager, uh, you know, frankly, the numbers stink. And he says, well, I'm, that's because I follow Warren Buffett's philosophy. I determine intrinsic value. I buy stocks below intrinsic value. And I wait for the market to, to, to uh, recognize that. Uh, you, know, you know, it isn't 1972 buying Amex or Coca-Cola. I'm making that year up. But those are the way, you know, that's the way he made his bones is buying, you know, those kinds of franchises way before we had this flood of information that's been going on currently. He's a great investor. It's a great stock. It's a great company. But I want you, when I start hearing things like, I went to see my chairman at, at Capitalism Woodstock in Omaha, my eyes glaze over and I say, okay, your numbers stink. You don't own the stocks that are working. And, and you're trying to sound smart like you, you play bridge with them on Thursdays. Uh, stop quoting Buffett. Do me a favor. And that's why I'm not going to ever quote him and his picture isn't up. Uh, I, I just think it is an absolute waste of time and disingenuous, frankly. Anyway, uh, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And I want you to put this in the back of your mind because I am listening to the market and I'm not seeing oil stocks that, that are jumping off the page to say, hey, Bakes, buy me. But uh, I, I, I do like to have these sort of this context that's built up. This is from 1982. And whenever the, the time frame is longer, I get more interested. So here's the Strategic Petroleum Reserve getting close to 83, 84 kind of lows because Biden had to buy the election, had to blame Putin for inflation, had to get gasoline prices down. And so he just took all the oil that was out of the uh, Strategic Petroleum Reserve. I'm going to go SPR because that's getting tiresome to say. Um, and and uh, and and drove the stock uh, the, the the price of gas down, and you know yes it's cynical and yes it's political and and frankly a Republican probably would have done the same darn thing. But uh, my point is that they sold at ninety five. Here we are at seventy two, and uh, just from uh, uh, hedging and national security reasons, I think they have to start filling up the SPR, and that's going to lead to a affirming of oil prices over time, I believe, it is not showing up in the stocks yet. But when, when, if the stocks start acting in the price, uh, acting better, and the, the commodity isn't doing all that much, it might be for this reason, that people are, are starting to sniff out that we have to rebuild the SPR, and uh, there's going to be a lot of energy and energy services companies that are going to benefit down the road. I'm not there yet. I don't see it yet, but it's something that I've, I've got in the back of my mind. I want to place in the back of yours as a, uh, a way to be uh, coiled to buy energy anew at some point down the road. My next chart is from Sprott. Now, uh, Sprott, S-P-R-O-T-T, they're in uh, uh, commodities, metals uh, uh, all the time. But 
the prices are what the prices are. And uranium, spot the actual physical metal uh, uranium and the uranium stocks have beaten just about everything over the last five years. Now, that's a convenient five years given what happened to, to, to bonds and stocks last year. But I, I was frankly surprised by this, and I was surprised by the fact that spot uranium is starting to perk up finally, and the stocks really haven't yet. So I'm, I'm looking at the Camicos and the URNMs, the, the, uh, the Sprott Uranium ETF. Uh, they're not there yet, in my opinion. But what's happened is classic commodity economics. Fukushima, the nuclear plant in Japan, uh, was flooded in 2011. Nuclear power went way out of favor, to put it mildly. The, the amount of the metal in stockpiles grew. The mines started shutting down, and now we've worked through that uh, 12 years later. And we're starting to see the other side where it's becoming apparent in Europe and elsewhere that we need nuclear energy and uh, we need uranium to power that. And that's going to be uh, coming. Stay tuned. And if you see anything that I miss, uh, fire charts and articles to me. I read everything. Uh, uh, Uranium, we made a lot of money in this before, uh, more than a double. We made a correct sale again and avoided having this, this, this dead money to down money uh, over this period of time. But, uh, you know, Bakes might be going nuclear again at some point. So uh, keep, keep tuned. Uh, as we close out today's show, I always like to end with some much-needed levity. And this is old-school much-needed levity. Please click on the link in the description below. This is uh, Don Rickles. Some of it is politically incorrect. I don't see a lot. I didn't hear a lot of bad language. Mom, Dad, Mom, I'm going to see you in, in, in about an hour. Um, uh, it is really funny stuff, uh, especially the exchange with Julia Roberts. I just thought it was hilarious. So uh, that's about 15 minutes. It'll cheer you up if you need it. That's it for day, today's show. Please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Please sign up for my free newsletter. Please reach out to me, Bakes, at stockmarketauthority.com or at BakesTakes on Twitter. And if you enjoy this show and get value out of it, please do me a favor. Click on the share button in the upper-hand corner. And uh, I will see you soon. Have a great week. Take care. Keep smiling. God bless. Bye now. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.